Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show live from Vivint Smart Home Arena. We're here in the atrium, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It is a win ticket Wednesday. Gordon, should we have some fun giving away tickets? What do you think? Let's do it. Because uh, we're giving away jazz tickets to the Kings game this Saturday. That's what's going to be on the line. I uh, want to remind you about Ford Fan Zone. Purchase a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming jazz game. Receive unlimited hot dogs, nachos, popcorn, soda, and ice cream. Tickets start as low as $37 at utahjazz.com, courtesy of your local Ford stores. Well, we're going to do it with the open mic. Because that's the easiest way we can communicate with you and get tickets. So uh, we're going to do the open mic. Suggest the best theme for the 2023 NBA All-Star Game in Salt Lake City. It's a good one. Or slogan, theme. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know what we're getting at? I do. Two hometown MVPs again. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That could fit. I was just off the top of the head. I think Rudy and Donovan both on the Jazz. Both Jake, make the you can't team win the year. tickets, man. I don't know. I'm just trying I to come up with this it. every week. You're ineligible. Just trying to come up with an example, Austin. Uh huh. Did, did he just give the best one? <laughs> well, right now, <laughs> that, the there's one, no so. way that that was the best one. Okay. So here's what you got to do: download our Zone Sports Network app if you haven't done it already. Go to the open mic feature. It'll allow you to record uh, up to 15 seconds of audio. Hit send on that bad boy, and it goes right to Austin in the control room. And uh, our favorite, we'll hook you up with uh, tickets to go see the Jazz on uh, Saturday against the Kings. That simple. We're also still giving away a Donovan Mitchell jersey. Uh, which is signed, by the way. All you have to do is uh, come by and uh, register, and uh, one lucky fan will get a signed Donovan Mitchell jersey. So it's pretty. It's it's been a pretty amazingly big day on the big show. Yes, it has. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we're in the afterglow of the big announcement. And uh, I think uh, DJ nailed it when he said it wasn't so much a press conference; it was a TV show. It really was, and a and a really well attended one at that. I mean. <laughs> It it was politicians. It was members of the community. I mean, Adam Silver. Yeah, Adam Silver. Uh, one time, one time I got in. I think I told you the story. One time I got in an elevator when Adam Silver was in it, along with Gail and, and Greg Miller, and, and uh, we were going down, and it kind of jostled a little bit. So I thought we were going to get stuck. And when we got to the bottom, I said, "Good thing there isn't anybody important on this elevator." <laughs> Adam turns around, looks at me. I go, hi, I'm Gordon Monson. <laughs> so it was a big deal. I mean, the governor, the mayor, the, all the jazz brass were here. Uh, big deal. I mean, something like that. 30 years is a long time to go between all-star games. But I think because of the renovation of the arena, because how nice it is, because how well it's been received, and maybe because how good the jazz are. You know, it's a well-run franchise, well-owned franchise. It's uh, It's got uh, quality players who could be all-stars. And it's always cool when you have an all-star from the team yeah. that plays in the arena where the game is. So by that time, you think Rudy Gobert will be a perennial all-star? And will Donovan Mitchell have arrived at that level? So we're talking about, what, three years? 
four it would years? Be, it would be three seasons, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? What's your best guess? Well, why not say yes? I mean, there's I mean, but nothing really, but, but reasons to be really, optimistic. What do you really think? No, I'm saying there's nothing but uh, reasons to be optimistic about the future of those two. And based on their attitudes um, and the fact that the Jazz uh, have the ability to pay them more than any other team, I would, I would imagine that they're going to still be in this market, and that's going to be right when both of them are smack dab in the middle of their prime. So, so that's going to be even more reminiscent of the Stockton and Malone game. Right. Maybe yeah. they'll hoist the, the trophy together. Okay, let me ask you this question, Jake. You were asking a lot of questions yesterday during the roundtable. Let me ask you another one. All right. Other than Rudy and Donovan, which jazz player is the most likely to be an all-star, not this year, but in 2023? That's Because the, the answer this year would be Mike Conley. Yes, but I don't know what, what level he'd be playing at at that point. Well, I, you know, the roster can significantly turn over it in can, three years. but I'm talking about the roster as now constituted. Um, Anybody? I mean, I know it's a stretch, but I mean, who? who, who? I don't I don't think that there's not uh, there's, there's there's not no really another candidate. good candidate. I mean, uh, Bogdanovich? Bogdanovich will be under contract. How old will he be? But he'll be a little yeah. bit longer in the tooth. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sure he'll have an all-star opinion. So I don't, I don't know if that player is on the roster. Any young player who could surprise everybody? Dante Exum, could if he stays healthy for the next three, four years, no way. I don't, I don't see that. Royce O'Neal, no. I mean, you, uh, Royce O'Neal. We're talking about being a, a dynamic role player for this team and really taking the next step. But I don't, I don't know if I see Royce averaging 23, 24 points a game, which and is what it would have to and do. He won't get that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. right. So I don't, uh, I don't. I don't think that there's an answer to that question that no. you're throwing at me, Gordon. Okay, it was a bad question. You know what I like about the, the, the way the NBA does things with the All-Star uh, game, though? And, and this is really important to franchises like the Jazz or, or small markets and everything. But in the NBA, arenas are a big deal. Stadiums are, are a big deal. It's, you know, if you hear um, the stories about the young Jazz getting this building built, Mm-hmm. and getting out of the Salt Palace was the only way that it was going to survive. Yeah. Uh, the Sonics leading Se- leaving Seattle. I mean, that was a, uh, was about an arena. Sacramento, the Kings staying in Sacramento, that was about a, an arena. And the, the NBA encourages these franchises to, you know, figure out a way to keep these facilities up to date. And it's so very important for the health of the league, the health of the franchises, the health of, of everything, of the fan bases. And so... The NBA looks at a franchise that that sinks uh, a big time, a big time resources into a renovation of a building like the Jazz, and they'll they'll reward that franchise with an All Star game that could bring a hundred million dollars into the community. And, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's a huge deal, and and I'm glad that the NBA does that because it encourages franchises like the Jazz to to be forward thinking and the way that they did with this building, they deserve a reward, you know, and they didn't, I keep coming back to this. They didn't have to burden the community with some extra hospitality tax to get it done. I mean, it, it should be rewarded. I agree with that. And, uh, uh, Dennis Lindsay has said multiple times on this show that darn near everything that the basketball folks have asked for out of jazz ownership, they have given. Renovated arena, renovated practice facility, uh, willingness to play players, 
Well, I, I'd say one of the biggest ones, uh, Gordon, you, uh, you and I both have been covering jazz practice for a long, long time. Remember back in the, in the Jerry days where you went over to practice. Who uh, out of staff, who did you see? You saw our boy uh, Coach Gordy Chiesa. You saw Phil Johnson, maybe Gary Briggs. Saw, you know, a couple of assistants, and that, and that was it. If now, you go, now I don't recognize half the people. If you go cover a practice now, it is unbelievably staffed. There are folks doing different things all over that gym. And then if you want to look at it, right down to chefs preparing food right. and even uh, the analytics folks, scouting folks. I mean, cryotherapy the, chambers. The, the resources that have been poured it's, in from a staff standpoint can't be understated. And the other stuff, the facilities, you, you're the one that talked about there's a an indoor fire pit. or what? There's a campfire a over campfire. there. <laughs> Just in case a jazz player after practice been popping those shots and then goes over and says, you know. You know what I really want to do right now? What my body needs is maybe to roast some some marshmallows. Let's roast a mellow. Uh, how about a, a few of those, uh, what do you call those things, s'mores? Ooh, a s'more. Does sound pretty good. <laughs> no, but it's the, the point is is that they, they get it. They're, they're trying to win. You asked Gail and Steve again today about, you know, having the championship mentality and having that be the goal, and that's where they've poured all their resources. The, the example of the other end was always Donald Sterling, the former owner of the Clippers, who did just enough, ju- just enough because he knew he'd turn a profit off the national TV money, and uh, he would, instead of investing in the team, he'd put that money in his pocket. And he'd hang out with the Hollywood types and just wanted to be kind of considered an important person in L.A. But I, I don't think there's any person out there, any Jazz fan out there who, who questions the commitment to that goal. Now, whether it comes or not, there's so much stuff that that has to go under the bridge and there's so much stuff that has to happen but one thing that this franchise is not going to be is underprepared yeah they're going to do everything they ha- they can as an organization to put those players in the position on the floor to win and they've shown a commitment to that maybe not every decision 100 percent right gordon but a commitment to that goal financially and energy from an energy standpoint really the acumen involved in, in making the right decisions is huge because this franchise can't afford to make a bunch of mistakes. Other franchises, big market franchises, might be able to do that a little more. Not this one. They cannot miss on very many decisions they make. And so the fact that they're where they are right now is why the fan base is electrified by what, what starts tonight. Real quick, I wanted to ask you, uh, we brought it up uh, about the Lakers and Clippers game last night. What were your impressions of that game? I tell you, and, and the, as it relates to the Jazz, include that too. Oh, well, this doesn't relate to the Jazz, but you want to know the thing I was thinking the uh, whole time watching that game. And obviously, I'm not basing this just off one game, but Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the league. He's pretty good. He is forcing it at times because. There were times when he thought he's, his team needed him that, to do that. And that might not have been the best game of his career. But Kawhi Leonard, and you know me, Gordon, and I appreciate a two-way player more so than, than others out there. But what he can do, I, I think right now he's the best player in the league. I do. Do you think LeBron James's talents are eroding? Uh, it's a high standard. I, I think he's trying less hard. Is that good or bad? I mean, he's not the defensive player he was earlier in his career. So, 
Is that is that physically eroding uh, LeBron, or is that LeBron saving himself because he knows he still has to make a, a monstrous impact on the game? I don't know, but his de- the defense his his bite on defense isn't quite where it used to be. You know, you know who I'm impressed with Patrick Beverly. Oh, he's guy, great. That guy didn't have the best talent in the world. He just has a lot of heart. And some people might consider him dirty, but he works hard on the floor. If every NBA player played as hard as he does, can you imagine what would happen? He might be the most underrated player in the NBA, depending Man. on what criteria you look at. But I couldn't agree more about and him. Sweet Lou Williams. That guy has always been dangerous, hasn't he? Well, I mean, if you want to make a correlation to the Jazz, I think uh, that they're hoping Joe Ingles has a little sl- Sweet Lou to his game this year. <laughs> Seriously, they need it, Joe. Is I, I we'll see. We haven't seen starting lineups tonight. We'll we'll see if he's coming off the bench. I I think that's probably going to be the case. But oh, really? Why do you, do you think that? Because someone said something to you? Um, not someone like someone on the coaching staff said that to me. But I've I've heard a little bit of the of the the buzz around the arena. And by the way, why 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 would they have been doing that in preseason if they weren't at least trying it out for the regular I, season? I don't know. I'm not saying one way or the other. I just wonder. Why have you talked to somebody no. that says that that's wrong? No. Now finishing's a different matter. Oh, I think he'll close games. Yeah. Oh, I think he's in the if the Jazz put out their best five. I think Joe Ingles is part of that best five. But the problem is, and we talked to David Locke about this going back into the middle of the summer. Their bench is going to lack lack pop. There's not going to be it's. It's going to need energy. It's going to need scoring. It's going to need playmaking and all these things that Joe Ingles can absolutely provide. So based on what we saw out of the Lakers and Clippers last night, uh, lay the Jazz over what you saw there, and how do you think the Jazz will match up against those teams? Because I was thinking that there were times when I thought, wow, these guys look really good, and other times when I thought they looked vulnerable. And so I know that's hard to do, but do you think the Jazz can hang with those teams? Yes. And and beat them and, and surpass Either one well, I mean, a seven-game series against either one is probably going to be pretty tough. I, although the Lakers have a ways to go from yeah. a, from a meshing standpoint, so yeah. they're, they're and far. When the, and when LeBron and AD aren't on the floor, uh, you know, I, I understand that Danny Green had a ridiculous game last night. Was seven on nine from three? What was that? And he, how many points did he end up with? Thirty eight. Um, Just he's not going to do that, and so it makes you wonder. Uh, you know, but I thought the Jazz. Uh, could uh, could play with those teams and uh, well, I mean, be able to beat them. I know that Anthony Davis is going to hate playing against the Jazz because he's already a little grumpy about playing five too much. And part of the reason that he doesn't want to play the five anymore is because do you really want to match up against Rudy Gobert, Stephen Adams, Clint Capella on a nightly basis? Of course not. But that's where the that's where the Lakers need him. So when when the Lakers do play the Jazz, I'll be really interested to see how much time he spends at the five with with Rudy guarding him because I don't think that matchup is good for them. But LeBron presents a matchup problem for everyone in the league, so don't get me wrong on this next point. But who are the Jazz going to match up against these dynamic wings in the Western Conference? That's going to be a real interesting question as the Mm -hmm. season goes along because there's a lot of really good players that they're going to have to figure out with LeBron most amongst them. I mean, if, if you're Quinn Snyder, who do you who do you say? Hey, guess what? You get twenty three tonight. Uh, no, thank you. Because you're going to end up with welts all over your mind. Welts? Yeah. What is he doing? Like hitting you with a 
spoon or something? Or what do you mean, welts? He's got the elbows. Oh, okay. Well, would that be a well or a bruise? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. You give me the definition of a welt. A welt? A welt is like a, a spot on your body that swells up a little okay. bit. Yeah. Uh, but no, honestly, if you were Quinn Snyder, who who do you give that assignment to? Uh, <laughs> Jeff Green. I mean, Ed Davis. He's no. got. I don't think Ed Davis. Ed, who? I mean, who do you match up with? The, who do you put on Kawhi yeah. when, when they when they play the Clippers? I mean, I would guess that Royce O'Neal is going to get a lot of that work. Um, Joe Ingles will probably get some of that work. Um, Boy, get him, Royce. Bogdanovich will probably get a little bit of that. But but at the same time, they want to keep Joe and Bogdanovich fr- uh, fresh on the offensive side. I mean, my guess is we'll probably see Royce get most of that most of that work, wouldn't you think? I I would imagine, although Bogdanovich a few years ago, didn't he, didn't he match up against LeBron? He covered him a little bit or yeah. tried to. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, uh, but it will definitely be interesting in the West. And that was a taste of it. And I thought, as I was watching the game, I thought, wow, the competition in this in the NBA is phenomenal. You know, the first game of the year. And these two teams are battling and going at it. They were going at each other. Let me one other question. Do you think the Clippers, how many championships do they have to win before they can take over the top spot as far as pro basketball in L.A. goes? Because the announcers last night were saying that two-thirds of the crowd were Laker fans, and it was a Clippers home game at Staples. I don't think that's possible. Never going to happen? Oh, you've, you live there. I have not. Yeah. But I, I don't think that that's possible. Okay. I, I, I mean, like, how many World Series titles would the Mets have to win to surpass the Yankees? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's not possible. Got to believe. And I don't think it's necessarily about uh, about championships either. I mean, how many championships would the Nets have to win to surpass the Knicks? In overall fan interest, because I believe that's what you're asking me about, right? Yeah. Popularity, the it team, or whatever. I just, it's just not going to happen. The other thing I thought of in that game was uh, that it, what was glaring was that Kawhi Leonard did not want to play with LeBron. You think? Yeah. Well, he, he could have gone there. He did not want to play no, with LeBron. I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. All right, joining us now, of course, you know him from KUTV2 News. You know him from Talking Sports, KMYU, high school football on KJazz. He's our friend Dave Fox. What's up, Dave? How's it going? Good, man. What'd you, We're back. Uh, what did you think about the All-Star game coming back to town? You excited? I loved it. You know, David, James, and I were just talking about We were here for the one in, you were here, 1993, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it was so much. Let me tell you a couple of things that happened then that probably won't happen this time. Number one, for the actual game, we sat on. Did we sit on the front row? Were we on the front row? We were on row one, the media seats in the, on the baseline. Mm. Okay, that would never happen. Never Not happen. That, we'll be lucky never. if we're in the building <laughs> on, on press seats. So that was one thing. And then the other thing, do you remember when Michael Jordan. Midway through the festivities, flew down to Vegas yes. to play golf. Yes, because it was cause he was completely. And if you remember, we got nailed by with a snowstorm that weekend, and so he flew down there, missed a couple of his availability sessions, the mandatory availability sessions, and then of course got back, uh, you know, for the game and that. But that that's two memories that stick out. And then of 
Stockton alone being named the co-MVP. And you remember, Gordon, we went through so many All-Star games. Like, for instance, when it went to Seattle, who was the MVP? Tom Chambers. Yeah. It's like the local guy kept getting named MVP. So how cool would it be? Okay, now I'm going way out there. <laughs> 2023, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, co-MVPs, and Stockton alone are there to present them the trophy. Ah, that'd be pretty cool. I'm just saying. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, give us your quick out, uh, outlook on the jazz season. It all starts oh, tonight. Wow. Of course, countdown to, to tip off brought to you by KUTV. What do you, what do you think? Where the jazz finish? Two, two things. In the whole season? Yeah. Let me answer that in a second. Okay. Two things really quick. By the way, I loved uh, Coach Snyder's analogy yesterday where he used the building the house. Yep. And it went on. and It was almost like, how do I get out of this now? How do I end it? <laughs> but the last thing he said is we're in a good neighborhood. Uh, and I think that they built a nice house. I, nobody ever has won an NBA title by succeeding in the preseason. So don't worry about that. Giving up 78 points and a half to Sacramento. I know nobody wanted to see that, but it was preseason. It's going to take time to build this house. You guys remember when uh, LeBron James and Chris Bosh went to Miami, and I believe at the Christmas break they were under 500, and everybody thought, what a disaster this is. And then they go on to win NBA titles. So I think it will take a little time. I don't think the schedule is as daunting early as it was a year ago. Remember how horrible that was. Uh, But I love what they have put together. Having said that, the West is formidable. There are a lot of really good teams. That was fun to watch right out of the gate last night, by the way. We were just talking about The Lakers and the Clippers. Um, But the Jazz are going to be in that 50 range, the 55-win range, I think. And... You know, if things go well, I could see him maybe getting a four seed and hosting the first round of the playoffs. I think that's the first goal, mm-hmm. in my view. And the only reason I say that is is because it's it's still a process. There's still a lot of young players here. They do kind of need to move it along because Conley's not getting any younger, by the way. We always get these guys late in their career. Have you ever noticed that? But uh, that's what I think. I think that mid-50 range and perhaps host a first-round player. If they get to mid-50, uh, I think they'll be higher in the four seed. Could be. You're, you're right. It depends on how much the old, they talk about cannibalizing each other. Right. And there's going to be a lot of that going on. And you're right. So, you know, that, that would be even better. And there's not one of those teams. We, I haven't decided yet. What's that team? You know, for years you had to avoid Golden State. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be on their side of the bracket. I'm not sure who that team's going to be yet. I don't think any of us are because there's so many new things going on out west. Let's see how it plays out. And, of course, this is the expert analysis that you get each and every night on Talking Sports. And we love doing it. We do a variety, We do a lot of different hooks. Tuesday nights we do Talking Jazz, and we rotate it, kind of a little partnership with the Jazz. Uh, Kristen Kenny, David Locke, and Alema Harrington through that. And they, I had Locke on last night, and... You guys have had him on. And with Locke, it's almost like you just throw something out there and then he goes. Yeah, you how do you I mean? keep him in the allotted time? Well, babe. what I, do, I mean, I, it's like an you know, 18-minute show of content. So I pick over 18 minutes, three topics. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I just know he's – but he brings very good information. He was telling me yesterday he's got some proprietary statistical analysis. Of course he that, does. That has the Jazz as the third uh, most uh, prolific offensive team this year. Now he can't share where that comes from because it's proprietary. But I just I love having him on, and really all of them, because they just know they're so they don't come in with a notebook full of stuff. It just comes out of their brain because they're they're close to this team and they follow it. So that's every Tuesday night, unless there's a, a jazz game, and then we move that. And 
We just have different hooks each time. We do our weekly huddle. Lemma's part of that. Frank Dolce's part of that. It's it's just fun. We just do a lot of stuff every single night. But the best is jazz game nights. David James live at the arena, me at the studio, and we just talk jazz and we wrap it all up. Hopefully a victory. However, we do see you at the arena because you got to get a little dinner. Well, I come out, I do that 6 o'clock live shot, and then, yes, I participate in the media pregame meal. Someone's got to eat it. You know, another another thing about what you guys do is you guys make it fun. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes you see guys who are just... Grind into the point where sports is like a business or something, but most sports they understand there's a business component to it. You there guys is. have fun with it, but know? at the end of the day, it's a game. Yeah, and that's why when the game ends and your team is winning, everybody cheers. If it was business, they would just sit there with their arms folded and quietly walk out and say, "Okay, who's next?" Mm. And that's the way we treat it. It's a lot of fun. All right, I I, I like throwing out would you rather questions. Dave, okay, sure. And I'm going to do that real quick, and then and then we'll turn you loose. Thank you. If if you're on a, a road trip, you okay. know, for work, and I, I'm like somewhere boring too, where there's not a lot to do. All right, so like maybe Laramie, you're, El Paso. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. headed to. Headed I've been to El Paso a number of times. Maybe you're too. headed to Laramie, and uh, you, you've got one hotel room, and you have to you have to oh, room boy. with either David James oh, or boy. Adam Mikulich. <laughs> Who are you picking? Oh, my gosh. Well, David James will keep me up all night talking. (laughs) Adam might uh, get offended if I say the wrong thing. Uh, I I can't pick that. I like them both. That's not the rule of the game. So I have to pick one. You have to pick one. (sighs) Probably David. Adam sweats a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And there's something I never knew about Adam Mikulich. How about that? He knows it. I've been on Ragnar with him. It's... Not a pretty A lot sight. of perspiration. <laughs> when he's on set, does he have the flop sweat going? A little bit, mm-hmm. but but he's, you know what, he's, he's we have a great sports department, i got to tell you. Yeah, Jake you guys Edmonds are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And Matt Coleman, Tim Peterson, it's just a really, really good group. So, Well, thanks, yeah. Dave. Thanks for dropping thanks. by, and we'll be watching, man. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Don't be a stranger, Gordon, and you're uh-huh. on all the time, but let's get you back on Talking Sports sometime soon. Okay, one of these days. There you go. Right. That thanks, is guys. Dave Fox. Thanks, Dave. We'll have more coming up next, live from Vivint Smart Home Arena here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Tim Brando, play-by-play broadcaster for Fox Sports. He's going to be calling the Cal-Utah game. You don't want to go into a game thinking you know everything that's going to happen because you know you might get crossed up. But right now, do you really think you're going to get crossed up? Wounded bears are dangerous, right? I see what you did there. We've seen this happen before. When you've got a game as important as the game with Washington lying ahead, you just have to live in the here and now. This is one of those classic traps. Utah's got to find a way to not read tea leaves and not have the noise get in the way of their heads, given the way of their thinking in preparation of this game. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I will do anything <laughs> for love. Oh, I will do anything for love, but I won't do that. <gasps> Wow, that's a blast from the past. Welcome back. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at Vivint Smart Home Arena. We're here in the atrium, and it is game night, and uh, folks are already on their way in, Gordon. Yes, they are. They're pumped about the start of this season, and for good reason. I mean, the Jazz 
are more talented now than they've been in a long, long time. So we'll see how it manifests itself on the court tonight and whether this connectivity that Quinn is trying to accomplish for his team can uh, can get off on the right foot in the games that really count. Uh, should we give away some Jazz tickets for Saturday's game? What do you think? It is a win ticket Wednesday. I think that would be a great idea. Uh, and here's uh, how we've decided to do it. We're utilizing the open mic feature on our Zone Sports Network app. We've had, uh, and Austin said, a lot of listeners submitted uh, suggestions. So we've got a lot to get to here. But the the uh, best theme for the 2023 All-Star Game uh, in um, that was announced today at the press conference. So you can use the open mic. And our favorite, we're going to send you to the game on Saturday. Sounds Should we get me. started? Yeah. All right, Austin, who we start with first? Let's hear from Gage, first of all. Hashtag nightlife. <laughs> I, like, I like that. Hashtag nightlife. Okay. We're off to a good start. Yeah, so that brings in all the various components of All-Star Weekend. That yeah. does. You, you did hear Mayor Biskupski mention all the bars that we have in town and all yeah. the great beer. I heard it. <laughs> I heard it. That, that made me laugh because I was, I was thinking out of most of the people that we heard spoke. I was, I was thinking, hmm, wonder which, uh, if we could pick out the Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. uh, but, uh, but, okay, hashtag night, nightlife. I like that. All right, who's up next, Austin? Here's Mike. 2023 All-Star theme, Salt Lake City. This, this is, is the place. I like the effect there. A little, a little, jazzed it up a little bit, Gordo. This is the place. This is the place. I mean, it's not exactly the most original one. In but the world. he had the sound effect on there. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's exactly. So it, the way it made it, it, it. It made it sound like you know it was almost coming from the Almighty. Ah, yeah? wow. Yeah. All right, who's next, Austin? Well, similarly, and some of these are, are of the same flavor, but Kenneth had a similar one to Mike, but with a different uh, addition. Hey, not really all that original. But how about this is the place for the NBA? All right. This is the place for the NBA. Okay. All right. Who's next? Jason. Mitchell to Gobert, high on the mountaintop. (laughs) Okay. All right. High on a mountaintop. High on the mountaintop. All right. Who's uh, who's up next, Austin? Let's hear from Cameron now. Instead of life elevated, it would be basketball elevated all right fits in with the the state motto there and it would remind everybody that we are at a higher altitude here basketball elevated yeah. all right uh austin who's next taven uh had a bunch so uh, stick through but some of these are quite original here you go all right a few quick ideas for the all-star game slogan basketball elevated like the state sign the best show on earth like the license plate uh nightlife uh or Utah, a beautiful city. <laughs> All right, a few suggestions <laughs> last there. One, Utah, a lot. beautiful city. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> oh yeah, a little self-deprecating humor. Yeah, ooh, that was good. That's clever. Yeah. Uh, or, Utah, a beautiful uh, or city. Utah, a beautiful city. <laughs> that's that's clever. I like that one. All right, Austin, do we have a, a couple more. Uh, no, that's it for now, actually. All right. All right. So there, oh, wait, there's no, one. I missed one. I missed one. All right. One more. Chandler. Chandler has one here. I think you got to do something with Donovan Mitchell's logo, Spider Mitchell. Stick to the Utah theme, the snow, but you got to have a three-point contest called the Bojo Show. 
Okay. All right, some interesting ideas. You were looking for ideas on how to spice the thing up earlier in the day. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that would work. I, what's your favorite? I, I think my vote is for the Carl Malone joke. Oh, that one's good. I, like, I also like hashtag nightlife. Hashtag nightlife? Yeah. Uh, Austin, you want to be the tiebreaker on this one? Uh, yeah, and I, they're both great. They're, they're wonderful. And uh, thanks to everyone that has submitted ideas. The nightlife one made me chuckle, but the Utah, a beautiful city, it's more fresh. Nightlife was like three years ago now. I think we're, we're over that. So let's go with Utah, a beautiful city. Utah, was a it, beautiful city. Was it Utah, a beautiful city? Wasn't that a long, long yes. time ago? <laughs> No, someone else just said it. Uh, Mike Conley tweeted that. Oh, when my. Oh, that's to the right. Jazz. That's Come on. Right. He did tweet that. Yep. Get with yep. the times, fellas. Jeez. You are certainly right about Welcome that. Welcome to social media. <laughs> All right. So there we All go. Right. Well, what was the name of our winner again, Austin? Taven. 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 You know, you know what he did? He threw about 10 items up on the wall to see which one was going to stick. So, I mean... That, that might be a good way to go in the future, you know? You giving out strategy for these open mic <laughs> contests now? <laughs> well, I mean... A good stratagem would be... <laughs> throw it all out there, and we might like one of them. Uh, real quick, Gordon, because uh, I'm going to let you and DJ uh, park this ship while I go upstairs and get ready for the pregame in the next segment. So I want to... Uh, what do you think happens tonight? Uh, I think there will be moments in this game of what we saw during the preseason, but not enough of them for the Jazz to lose. All right. The Jazz have more talent than OKC. Uh, We always look forward to the matchup between Rudy Gobert and Steven Adams, don't we? Yep. So that's something to keep an eye on. I think the Jazz get this game, but it will not be easy. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Side. Works his way in the lane. Cross court Conley. Open three. Good. 
pick and roll. Conley lobs it high. Gobert slam dunk. Bogdanovich high pick and roll with Gobert. Wraps it around to Conley. Open three. Good. Mike Conley. Conley in the lane. Right hand push shot up and in. Mike Conley. Dante turns the corner. Drives to the rack and packed in. Dante X him. X, X, X. Triple X on that one, baby. Dante spinning in the lane. Rising high and dunking. Dante X lobs it to Jeff Green in the alley-oop and a slam dunk. Green has it. Green to the rack. Green packs it with authority. Basta Ingles. Bogdanovich is open. Left corner is his best corner, and he swishes it home. 50% last year for the left corner for Boyan Bogdanovich. Pick and roll. Kick out. O'Neal rotates to Bogdanovich. Three ball. Good. The Jazz are moving it and shooting it. Top of the key. Shot blocked by Gobert, who picks it up, dribbles the length of the court, and hammers with the left hand. Rudy with the block on one side and goes three-quarter court, leading the seven-foot-two fast break and rock the rim. Blocked by Gobert. Coming the other way. Gobert will finish it. Oh, he's feasting at both tables right now. We believe deep down inside we can win a championship, and we're not going to rest until we do until we do until we do Welcome back in. It is the big show. There you hear Austin uh, Horton's montage of highlights. Man, I'll tell you, there's excitement in those highlights, DJ. And uh, that's the feeling we get in the building. As people are streaming in here, folks are fired up for what they're about to see. We are sitting in the atrium. We are right outside the team store. We can look right as people are passing through security. We were just talking about it in the, uh, in the break. I mean, you can feel it. You can feel the excitement. You can feel the buzz and, you know, the whole sense of anticipation. What is going to happen? It's not a sure thing. We think we know. But, I mean, look at the college football season. That's why we love sports. It's live, unscripted drama. And some of the stuff we think we know we get right, but you never get them all right. I've said this a million times. You can hang out with the the smartest ex-coach or ex-player and have them predict games. And straight up, none, none of the Vegas point spread, just the winner and the loser. And nobody can do better than about 70%. It's so hard. It's so hard to pick games. So in my conversations with you, DJ, uh, and you can hear Jake Scott coming up in a bit, but uh, you've been fairly realistic, I think, in your assessments of the Jazz. Nothing pie-in-the-sky stuff. Kind of approve it to me. Let me see what's going to happen. Attitude on your part. How important do you think it is for the Jazz to win this game tonight to sustain that kind of good feel? Because if they come out of the gate and lose to an OKC team, that might not even make the playoffs. I don't think that would uh, be what folks who are piling yeah. in here with great with great yeah. anticipation had in mind. No one game is that important. I mean, there's 82 of them, and you're going to lose some, and you're going to lose some you think you're supposed to win. But they do have a home court advantage here. Locke has crunched numbers because you and I don't want to, and we know David, so we can just <laughs> get them from him after he does all the work for us. And Denver and Utah are two places, and you know it comes back to altitude, mm. and it comes back to the distance people have to travel to get here. Uh, it's the time zones and all that. And sometimes uh, on those road trips, folks finish up here or right. in Denver. And, and that makes fried. it very difficult right. for them. Yeah. And so they need to perform well at home. Um, I haven't read it yet. PK wrote something, and I think it aligns with something I've been saying. He went a slightly different take on the numbers. But this is a team that under Quinn Snyder has started slow and finished fast. And you do want to play well at the end. You do want to peak for the playoffs. So that's okay, but it's a matter of degrees. They need to start faster than they have started. 
they have routinely been 9-11 and 11 or 10-10 and 10 after 20 games. Now, PK dug up some numbers about how often they have a losing record in January under Quinn. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to be significantly better, they're not going to play better at the end of the year. We've already seen 31-5. and five. We've already seen 16 out of the last 20. And the way teams are shutting it down now at the end of the year when they're not a playoff team, hey, if the Jazz are a playoff team, they're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Between the number of teams that are rolling over and between Quinn's track record and Rudy and Donovan's track record, they're going to do that. So if they're going to be significantly better, they're going to win more early, Gordon. They're going to be 12-8 and eight instead of 9-11. and 11. They're going to pick up three games there, and you pick up two or three games through December and January, and all of a sudden you're looking at a team that's won five more games. And if you're third in the West, second would be great because you'd have home court through two rounds. But even third, just so there's not as big a gap, one through four, I don't know who's really going to get it together in the West. I'd guess Clippers. But, like, why have the hardest draw possible earlier, you know? Right. And when you uh, consider the degree of difficulty in the West, uh, I don't think the Jazz have an option to start slow. It just, uh, it, it, I know they're dealing with connectivity issues, as Quinn likes to talk about. Okay. And they have to get used to each other and all that. But you but, just cannot. It can be, it doesn't have to be stellar, Oklahoma, but it has to be acceptable. Oklahoma City's dealing with those connectivity issues, right? Westbrook's gone. Chris yeah. Paul's in. They've had changes. <laughs> they have holes. Uh, L.A., Kuzma's hurt. I saw he's just out for, uh, um, for the next game, which I think is for them is Friday, Friday which would be the jazz, jazz game, right? right? So no Kuzma. And they've got a bunch of new guys. So lots of people have that. Win a little more than your fair share of the games. Get a little ahead of the game. Do I get to be the client now? Because we've got to wrap it up. All right, do it. The client, KUTV sponsoring this opening week of the season, the opening night. The best place for jazz highlights. Best place for jazz post-game interviews. Watch Talking Sports 1035 on KMYU. You get three minutes of highlights. You get five or six minutes of postgame tonight. And we're going to have all-star coverage. And there'll still be RSL's playoff game highlights. And there'll still be World Series. KMYU, watch it on Comcast on 643. Watch it on Dish and Direct on Channel 12. Over the air on 2.2. And it's all streaming at KUTV.com. Tell your friends and family out of state who still want to follow the Jazz, the Utes, and the Cougars. All right. Since all you're right. the client, I can't disagree with what you said. That a kid, Gordon. This is Just, great. We have I have to, to agree again. with everything. Okay. Everything you say. All right. Uh, tune in to Channel 2. They got it going on. And stay tuned. Because, Mark, Mark uh, Cabell's they, doing the news over my shoulder right now in the atrium. He is. It's freaky. Woof. There it is. Stay tuned for the, uh, the Jazz pregame show coming up next here on 97.5-1280 The Zone. I knew that was about the end of it. So long, farewell, I'll be to say goodnight. I hate goodbyes. This thing.